We're Arrows in Action, and we're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm hanging out here with Arrows in Action. I've been so hooked on your music so far. Like, I, I'm brand new to, you know, I'm a brand new fan to you guys, but like, this record right now has been incredible, like on repeat. Uh, so congratulations with uh, Built to Last. And talk to me a little bit about this album, the creative process behind it. Like what really kind of kickstarted that writing process for the record? For sure, yeah. Vic, you want to start? So we started writing this record uh, like pretty much immediately after we had put out Be More. What, what's up? We started writing this record immediately after we finished Be More, and the first song uh, that we wrote was Put You Through Me, which you wrote with our buddy Spencer Jordan and Knox Morris. And that, I remember bringing that home and showing the guys and being like, this is what we're doing next. And this is like where this is the direction we can go. And it still felt familiar, but it also was like new ground we hadn't explored yet in a very, like, I don't know, like big, like, uh, like almost like stadium rock while also being like kind of pop kind of sensibility. Uh, and so put you through me came first, then over it. Then we started writing high and entropy and really what kind of put the cap on things or like really like helped us pick a direction was when we wrote built to last. Mm. Uh, I woke up one day and just had like a shitty week and in 20 minutes had the lyrics penned out and like the chords and we knew, like I told the guys, I was like, I feel like this is the title track or this, or this is like the last track on the record. And it just became this really cool, uh, statement for the record and it was kind of what we worked toward like yeah. the rest of the songs we wrote were kind of in service of everything we had written up to that point built yeah 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 when we were on the trips so we're saying too we took a few uh trips with our producer dan swank um we went out to uh lake arrowhead stayed uh at uh your aunt's place, My aunt's place yeah Anna. um and we also were very fortunate to stay in uh uh, Palm Springs, Palm Springs mm-hmm. um, at um, a house provided by uh, our producer's publishing company at the time. And it was just something that was well past our means, you know, like super <laughs> awesome, nice uh, place to unwind, relax together and then uh, learn how to write together. So, How would you guys say that like those kind of experiences is, and those, those different locations kind of helped like impacted that creative process um just because i've heard like bands when they say like oh i wrote some of this in new york and some of this in japan and some of this in la and like you can tell like the inspiration within every country or city like how did you guys feel that impacted this record for i mean 2022 was such a busy and different kind of year for us because we were officially doing the band full-time we weren't working any other jobs and so we had to find a way to manage all of our time and that meant like scary you know setting aside time to do writing trips and setting aside the money to do that but also like (laughs) I had four friends get married last year. And so that was a big part of the record too, was us talking about like, wow, you know, it's really hard to stay in touch with everybody now that we're doing this. And like, or even just for anybody doing anything Mm. in your twenties, you know, or just in life. And so that kind of inspired a lot of checking in and a lot of like head in the clouds, like, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back. Uh, The locations, I feel like we used to joke, we would joke around a lot about uh, how, oh, this song sounds like the desert, like Beauty in the Fall <laughs> and like Seeing Red very much felt like deserty songs. And then we did like uh, checking in up in Lake Arrowhead and just having like mm. that kind of cabin feel was nice. I we, like that. Our producer was like, I'm literally missing a wedding to be here. So like it was wow. very present on all of our minds. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want to speak on the locations and everything too, but. Um, yeah, I will say uh, like you mentioned how we had just started doing the band full time 
2022. So we were all kind of on this like high of like, wow, we get to do this. And then we show up in Palm Springs and it's like the nicest house we've ever been to. <laughs> like, oh my God, we don't deserve to be here, but let's write a record. Yeah. And then we, after that, we go to the cabin and we're like, oh my God, this is just the whole process of writing. It just seemed like so surreal mm. because like it, it was, it was all kind of a, a bit beyond our means, but we were like, well, we're going to enjoy it, take it in yeah. and turn this into the best thing that we can do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think and I think that, uh, you know, where you are and the people that you're with heavily influence uh, how you write for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, we start songs in a lot of different ways. A lot of times Victor will have the bones like we were talking about with the title track and bring that to us. And then a lot of songs in this record, too, we started completely from scratch together. Um, and I think that those two things make things sound different. The locations make things sound different. Obviously, the folks you're co-writing with have their own influences and everything. Um, and this is all just something that we've learned in like the last year. Because uh, mm -hmm. before that, we were writing everything, um, you know, in a practice space or maybe even literally a garage together, um, which has its own sound too, you know. But like, yeah. it's been really fun to change that and see what it does. And yeah, I think I think that some of the scale patterns and things we use in like Beauty in the Fall are very deserty, and yeah. you know, some things aren't so. I love yeah. that you touched on uh, checking in being done at in uh, Lake Arrowhead just because I love the entire record, but I feel like checking in is the song that really talks to me the most um, just because I get to really focus on your vocals. Um, you get super vulnerable. You get it's more of the vocals, less of the instrumentation. And I feel like that control is insane. Um, so dive me in and talk to, talk to me a little bit about that, like that that process of like kind of figuring out your cadence and, and the vocals that you were going to do with the song. Yeah, so um, we actually had our buddy Spencer Jordan uh, come up and write with us. He happened to be in L.A., and so he just got a car out to Lake Arrowhead. Um, and we've been friends with Spencer for years. Like, we went to college with Spencer. Like, we've he was one of the per first people that we got to write with and kind of showed us around Nashville when we moved there. Um, so it was kind of cool to be able to write that with him. He he kind of helped a lot with like the melodies and, and the lyrics. Like he really brought a lot to the table with that. And I was like, oh, so like this will be kind of a softer kind of vocal. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's funny, like as much as like seeing Red felt like, you know, this crazy thing we were doing, I feel like <laughs> checking in was even more of like, oh man, this is like different. This is new for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I tried doing like some full, like more belted vocals and it just didn't fit the song. Like it just felt like a softer, more like restra not restrained, but just like controlled song. Mm -hmm. um, and just for the topic, it just felt like it, it felt I felt the need to be vulnerable with that. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of where that came from, I think. How do you guys feel like as far as the instrumentation goes, like having these kind of dynamics with vocals and also like the set, the songs like uh, seeing red, as mentioned, um, how did that kind of impact you guys in the recording uh, in the recording studio? Like, were you guys doing a lot of these like styles and sonics like as you were going song by song or did you guys come into it already knowing like this is what it's really going to sound like? We so we often are writing like as we're recording and I think that mm -hmm we deliberately chase uh, different sounds at the beginning of a day because it's just, it's just, uh, it's fun. It's fun to do that. You know, I think like seeing Red was super late at night, turn the gain all the way up and tune the guitar way too low and just like fuck around and like find 
um, a riff. And then with checking in, it was more, okay, so the topic today is very sensitive, so we're going to be very sensitive. Um, now, some, some of the instrumentals did come first, though, like for checking in, the instrumental for that came before we even really had decided exactly what it was about. Um, but once we had started having that conversation, again, because Dan was missing a wedding and we were all missing home and things like that, um, we decided, well, that instrumentation actually makes a lot of sense for that. And we went back and, and wrote to it. Um, I think we deliberately, I don't know, go after very different sounds because it's fun and i think i don't know we one fun thing i think about this record was that like while we did chase a lot of new sounds like checking in and seeing red mm. i feel like we also really there was a lot of like justification in the record not that we needed to prove anything to anybody but we were like well you know we have like checking in and seeing red and entropy which are kind of a newer style for us but then we also yeah. have songs like wide eyes which are kind of a return to form in a way but still very fresh songs like built to last which mm. are just like just pounding like rock just driving um even made for this so like there were like anchors and learn my lesson there were like anchors throughout the record i think that was kind of like we're still the band that we came up being but we're also trying all this new cool stuff yeah i feel like nothing can stop you guys at this moment like just listening to this record i think you guys can basically try any genre if you wanted to <laughs> and that was and nailed. that was sort of like what seeing red and checking in did for us is we were like <laughs> well now we can do anything we want yeah <laughs> There, there was part of it where we wanted to sort of set people's expectations because yeah. we wanted to do all this stuff like, you know, I'd say like the different like entropy, seeing red, checking in, head in the clouds, really kind of like weave in the rest of the album. But we wanted to do that because we were like, well, we're going to keep doing it. Mm. So let's set people's expectations that like on the next album. It's going to happen again. Yep. You're not yeah. going to be confused by it. You're going to be ready for it. Like, yeah. you know, almost like. No surprises. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there will always be surprises. There will be. You'll be, be, so, so be surprised. <laughs> like, wow, this song's so boring. I'm, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so different for them. This one's so not different. even good. Now, would that, would that have been a compliment? or? <laughs> like... uh, we talked about how our third album is going to be bad. Yeah. Everybody has to do one. The third, we'll make the third one bad. We'll put out two really good ones, yeah. and you'll expect another good one. Like, yeah. Uh-uh. This one's bad. bad. Make a bad yeah. album. So, and then we'll just, the fourth album will be crazy. Yeah. So, it's yeah. our comeback. Yeah, yeah there come you go. Back comeback album, album. And then we're gonna, yeah. Come back and reunion. That's right. Yes. <laughs> reunion tour. We'll I feel like. For a week. <laughs> I feel like you guys kept Dan super busy uh, no instead way. of instead of him, like having you guys step out of comfort zone. And for those that are not familiar, Dan's the other guy on stage with all time low. So yeah. <laughs> but fifth, he's such man. Yeah, but he's such an incredible producer as well. Yeah, like, okay. so how did you guys how do you feel that you guys kind of challenged him like in the studio as you guys were trying to, you know, finish and finalize this record? You know, I'll say it's hard to say it felt like we were challenging him. <laughs> I feel like part of it for me was like, we have so much trust in Dan. Mm, yeah. And like, even for, cause I remember for him later, he was talking, yeah, head in the clouds was like the one he was like trying to like, really like dial in and figure out how to get where it was going to go. And yeah. I was like, Oh wow. I, I didn't even think about that being hard for you. I, I just have so much trust. That I thought we were done. Sound good. I, I didn't even think about it, but <laughs> you that did one's a great really job. out of, I think that one was the most out of our lane and, and maybe even out of his lane in a way. Um, but he's always so excited to do the same thing. He wants yeah, to run okay. down. He wants to try. He things. hears yeah. the, you know, the seeing red riff and goes, let's do that. Let's try that. Let's <laughs> see what happens. He, he always wants to kind of chase the idea yeah. and see where we get, which has gotten us a whole bunch of great songs that we love. Yeah. So, what yeah. would you guys say has been the biggest challenge on this album? 
Um, I think that one of the bigger challenges I think was that we had never written a record with a story in mind. Mm. Um, and like I had said, like built to last kind of helped us pick that direction, but we still had to like figure out what each song was going to be about and how it fit in the story. So like a lot of it was getting on a whiteboard and like listing all the songs and being like, this song goes into this one. This song has this sort of color or yeah. anything. And so like the way the record starts is with made for this, that I joke around is the anxiety anthem of like, what am I doing? Why am I here? And it goes into over it just being like, screw it. I don't care. I'm just going to not think about it into high, which is like, I'm going to distract myself with these, you know, with this stuff. Entropy is where you're like, Oh man, I miss home. The credits, you start looking back on lost love, put you yeah. through me, you know, and, uh, it, it was cool to be able to write that story. It was kind of hard, but it was like, as we were at the cabin, we were, I felt like I was doing a lot of like, okay, this works here because then it tells this story. And then learn my lesson is where you're like just getting out of this really hard, like depression and you're going to call your mom and like, let her know you're doing okay. Yeah. And wide eyes and seeing red start to take like the, uh, you know what? I'm unapologetically myself. And I hope that you're okay with that. Cause I don't care. It's like this yeah. the entire time. <laughs> and, then, and then you spend the beauty in the fall where it's like, okay, calm down. It's not all, it's not all seeing reds and wide eyes. You know, you can chill out and then having the clouds checking in is like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be nice. You know, like it's a self-acceptance yeah. journey kind of thing. And we were, we were sequencing it before we had even finished writing songs. We had like the idea of what, like, okay, what does number 11 need to do in order for us to get to this one? Um, and then we would, we would take that idea and and so it was yeah it was which is very different than be more which um we i feel like we had a batch of songs um some coming from when we were writing during uh and some that we wrote uh the day of or whatever but we had to make those make sense afterwards yeah. you know what i mean uh and with this one we were making it make sense as we wrote it and it was very different um but it was very fun you guys wasted no time. It was like, we only have five days. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, we were, we we were writing the whole time. Yeah. It was So we did five days in Palm Springs, five days at Lake Arrowhead, and we it was more than 12 hours a day. We yeah. were just yep. – but it was such a good time. It never feels like we're working, like tr truly. Yeah. It just – you kind of forget like, oh, yeah, we made a few songs today and had the best, best day ever. Let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah, especially because we were working with people that we had um, mostly we, that we had known for so long. So there was a lot of like oh, yeah. just catching up with people and then realizing that like, OK, well, this topic is actually really good for a song. And then you mm -hmm. keep talking about it and then yeah. you start writing. And it was like it was very casual most of the time. Yep. It was really nice. Yeah. Now You guys wrapped up that album and then now we're here, that first full U.S. tour. Yeah. Um, how does that you know, how do these songs kind of show or portray themselves on, on these live shows that you guys are having right now? They, I mean, they're really, I mean, I keep saying fun, but they're just, we were very excited to play them because yeah. they're, mm -hmm. because again, they're very different for us. And I think that they are, um, they've been really well received live. I think we've been blown away that people yeah. know the words to the ones that aren't singles, you know, and um, they're really fun to play. You know, the live version is always a little bit different than the record yeah. version. It's always a little heavier <laughs> with the guitar tones or a different drum fill or a different nice intro. Sounds. Or yeah. it's just it's a it's a big difference, and yeah. it's it's uh it's been really cool to see um, that our fans are are really listening to it. You know, you can yeah. look at the streaming numbers all day, yeah. and uh, it is it's validating and and. I don't know. This is just different to actually see people singing along and jumping around. So, yeah. 
hearing people sing like the last chorus with us for build to last is for for like the last track on the record for something that's not a single (laughs) and even the first track like made for this it's like you guys know this so well like half the time i just stop singing just to listen it's (laughs) incredible yeah it's been wild yeah when we see because we 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 open with made for this we could be it, the set is sort of like loosely album order with all these other chunks uh, inserted into it, so we're still telling the story. But remember, we start with Made for This, and we see people sing along. All right, it's, good. it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the I love the bill that you guys have on this tour. Can you tell me a little bit about Honey Revenge and Finish Ticket? Like, what was it about them that you guys felt like were the perfect fit for this for this lineup? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we have known of Honey Revenge for a little while, even before when Devin was in forever emerald oh man uh but i i think i forget exactly how i had found honey revenge maybe it was on tiktok or probably just whenever Devin made the band and went to twitter and i was on twitter way too much um (laughs) but i remember i i forget what their first single was but i was like oh i'm gonna love this miss me yep yeah Uh, every song yeah yeah all of their singles and then uh the retrovision album uh, so sick. I feel like they have a really, really unique sound that, that makes perfect sense on mm. the lineup. Um, and we, we've, we've hung out th- with them a few times previously. Yeah. Um, so we knew it was going to be a great time. We knew there was a lot of overlap in fans too, that they'd be excited about the bill. So nice. yeah, we, we, we met Honey Revenge in person for the first time when yes. we came out here to do some writing. Um, it was the trip that we did wide eyes on and, yeah. uh, and head in the clouds. We went to a show and Honey Revenge was opening for another great band called Hoity Toity. And mm-hmm. um, we just really hit it off with them, had a great time. And I can't remember if it was before or after that, but when we were in Anaheim a while ago now, a year oh, ago, yeah. uh, Dev uh, sang Uncomfortably Numb with us and um, just been buddies with them for a while. So yeah. it was really, really cool that they were down to do this with us. So, yeah. That's awesome, guys. Well, I'm excited. Like I said, I love this album front to back on repeat uh, so congratulations thank with thank this record congratulations with tour i can't wait to see what that third album is going to sound like <laughs> it's, it's gonna be awful. so bad but the second one and the fourth one will be oh amazing. yeah don't worry we got one more good yeah, one before yeah, yeah. the bad one i think i want to miss the good one i just want to go to the bad one i want to see what bad sounds like for arrows in action yeah and we're gonna do it it's uh, it's not often a band tries to write a bad album That's right. so it's gonna be really bad I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. You guys be sure to check out Arrows in Action. Thank you. The new album, Built to Last, is out now. And thanks for watching on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.